0: Calling on nerds, calling on nerds, calling all nerds. One does not simply walk into geekdom. You're
1: entering the Nerd Nighted Nation's podcast. You're a nerd.
0: Damn right.
1: I'm a nerd, actually. All things geek are up for grabs.
0: Music. Skits, comedy, or sitcoms. Doctor Who. I
1: love Tim Hurst.
0: Slash.
1: Eternity. Batman. Superman. Wonder Woman. The Joker. Wait a minute, I want to talk about The Joker.
0: Star Wars.
1: Love me some Star Wars. Magic. I'm an art guy.
0: Paranormal.
1: Halloween life. Now, here's your ambassadors Melissa Nicholson. And Jared Boots.
0: Hello, nerds and nerdettes, and welcome to episode three of the nerd Nations podcast. I'm your ambassador, representing the Great White North, Melissa Nicholson. I'd like to welcome my co-ambassador, who I couldn't do this without, representing the Moon West United States, Jared Boots. Jared, how's it going, eh?
1: Oh, it's going. How are you now? good new that's bad (laughs) hot as hell down here
0: yeah it's pretty hot over here too it's finally getting up into what would be like the high 80s
1: Uh, the midwest is saying hold my beer (laughs) (laughs) we're in the 90s now but it's only gonna get hotter
0: it's more it's more
1: it's more the heat and humidity down here than anything
0: yeah that's what it is now like it's been that for the past week And this weekend, it's really, like, it's going to be, like, here it's 30 degrees, which is, whatever, 85 or something there. I don't know. Anyway, so, and then plus humidity. Yeah. uh, Luckily, it's been cooler in the evening, so it's not been too bad. Yeah.
1: The pain about that is the sun doesn't go down until 9 (laughs) o'clock.
0: Yeah. Yeah. That's it. (laughs) Yeah.
1: Melissa, well, so are you reading anything or binging anything right now?
0: Uh, I'm reading two books because I tend to be the, um, I don't know what the word is, the multi-task reader sometimes. So right now I'm reading uh, Good Omens by Neil Gaiman because I've started to watch the TV series. So I kind of want to read the book and then see kind of compare to the show. Um, And then I'm also reading punk rock blitzkrieg um, book that Marky Ramone wrote. Hmm. Well, halfway through that one. So what about you?
1: Oh, month to month I'm reading, uh, I just finished issue two of deceased, which is like a DC zombie uh, comic. And uh, I'm starting to notice a lot of comparison to the Rocco's modern afterlife comic where it's a, a virus that's being spread through smartphones (laughs) so i don't know which one started first but i've been reading that one month i only got one issue left of that and then um i just finished the first issue of last night on earth from batman which is supposed to be uh sorry uh scott snyder and greg capullo's last uh collaboration on uh batman together Okay. So I, I got a bunch of trades at home. I need to start reading, like, uh, the, the complete Rocketing Groot I just picked up and uh, Grant Morrison's Doom Patrol. I need to get into that.
0: Yeah. Cool. Watching anything?
1: Uh, right now, currently Swamp Thing, but at the time of this recording, we'll have Stranger Things Season 3 dropping here pretty quick, and then I need to get on The Flash. To the last season of Flash, but I just realized yesterday talking to a friend, I have not I'm way behind an eye zombie still. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, I'm still watching The Flash. I have kind of haven't really been watching much lately, other than like Doom Patrol, which friendly, I finally finished. Um, but yeah, I've been watching The Flash, I'm still need to watch episode four or 12, uh, season four, so. I'm still. I haven't watched that one yet, but.
1: So, what do you think of it not being a speedster villain for a change?
0: <laughs> uh, I think it's all right. I think it's something different. I don't have you know.
1: Got, have you gotten a Dwarf Star yet?
0: Uh, I don't think so. Not yet.
1: Oh, when you get to that, uh, the actor that plays Dwarf Star, he was also Jason in the Friday the Thirteenth reboot.
0: Oh, okay. And,
1: and he's also Swamp Thing right now. Uh, Derek Mears okay and what's great about that I don't think any shows ever mentioned it but uh, Derek Mears and uh, the gal that plays Caitlin snow uh, names escaping me right now but uh, they were both in the Friday the 13th reboot together
0: oh okay
1: well fun fact <laughs> cool. oh so today class is in session so what am I gonna be learning about today Melissa
0: you are going to be learning all about Doctor Who. Doctor Who? Yeah. What? <laughs> <laughs>
1: Sorry, you cut off the Doctor
0: Who. <laughs> what? <laughs> anyway, you could like go in circles. You know, what's on first? You know. <laughs> well, he's on second. <laughs> um. So, let's get right into it then. I've got lots to tell you about.
1: Well, I'm sitting on a couch, so I'm nice and comfy. And I got a beer right here, too. So I was going <laughs> to... I'm settled in. I'm ready to learn.
0: Awesome. My first line in my uh, what I've written is actually funny to what you just said. I said, are you sitting comfortably? Then we'll begin. <laughs> Must be psychic. Must be. All right. So... Doctor Who is a light-hearted science-fiction television show that first got its start in 1963. It is about the adventures of a Gallifreyan Time Lord called the Doctor. Along his adventures in time and space, he will find a companion, usually a human from Earth, and they will travel together in the TARDIS, which is a time machine that travels in time and space. The TARDIS is an acronym for Time and Relative Dimension in Space. Um, Doctor Who stopped in the late 80s and had a made-for-TV movie in the 90s with the eighth Doctor, as played by played by Paul McGann, which I really wish had a series, because he would have been amazing, because he was really, really good in, in the movie. Like, he, he really brought that quirky and weirdness out that the Doctor is.
1: So he only did the movie, that's it?
0: Yeah, that was it, because Doctor Who kind of had, um sort of a, a like a blackout period where they just they kind of ended at um like season 7 and then that was it and then the after Sylvester McCoy and then yeah that was it after that and then in, yeah in the 90s then they made the TV movie and then it there wasn't really anything after that until 2005 When the series was brought back, not really as a reboot, but just to continue the series. Um, And it was writer Russell T. Davies that was a showrunner of that. And he wrote most of season one, but then in later series they had other writers, including Chris Chibnall, who is the producer and writer of the show. And he's now the Doctor Who showrunner after Stephen Moffat left. Um, Because he stepped down, because he was writing for quite a few years and then he was also writing for the show Sherlock and so then he stepped down as showrunner of Doctor Who and now he's moved on to other stuff Um, more about the doctor is he's an alien he comes from the planet Gallifrey he's 900 years old and he doesn't age but he regenerates this is usually when there's a need to and he won't just like snap his fingers and he changes um, the Doctor will keep memories of his previous incarnations, but almost always he or she, because it can be either way, um, is a completely different person with their own quirks. And every season at the start, it's always them discovering themselves and who they are and figuring themselves out and f- coming up with their own quirks and, and, you know, maybe catchphrase or something. Or um, they, they kind of, it's like a self-journey that they go on for a little bit. And and then you see that, that evolution happens throughout the series. Um, his adventures take him and his companion to different worlds, they, and they meet many different characters, sometimes good sometimes bad. The main baddie would be the Daleks, who are an alien race who see themselves as far superior to anything else. They are a constant thorn in the side of the Doctor. There are now 13 Doctors in total. While some say there are 14, when you add the War Doctor... But it is officially 13. Um, Officially. A lot of people, and it was because of the episode The Day of the Doctor, which was their 50th anniversary special that they did. And it was in movie theaters, so you could actually, like, go see it in the big screen. And they, like, pulled out everybody. Like, they had um, the 10th Doctor, they had the 11th Doctor, and then they had this other character, the War Doctor, who was sort of... Sort of in between the 8th Doctor and the ninth Doctor, so he's kind of in this space, and a lot of people are like, oh, you need to count him in that list, and that, like, Jodie Whittaker, who's number 13, would be 14. I was like, no, this guy is just in a small space of, of time. He's not, he doesn't I don't feel like he counts for anything. Yeah, he was in this episode, but that's it. It's not like he was—he was never in any other spots. Like you don't see him in any other episodes. He's not really talked about. Like you talk about the Time War and all, and the, the Doctor was involved in it, but you never specifically hear anything about like the War Doctor. Like you, you don't really hear much about him. So I don't feel like he's—he's he's an official. Doctor, it's eight and then nine, and the list goes
1: on. Number eight, number eight was the movie one.
0: Yes, number eight was Paul McGann. So
1: Paul McGann reminds me of what they did with uh, the Batman movie back in the '60s, where they didn't have Julie Newmar or Ruth A. Kitt play Catwoman. They brought in Lean Merriweather for the actual movie. Mm. So that kind of reminds me of that. She only played the role that one time.
0: Yeah, yeah. I really, like I said before, like I really wish that. He would have done a series because I, I think he was he was great. He kind of like from number seven, it was Sylvester McCoy, who was also he was um, if you've seen The Hobbit. Have you seen The Hobbit movies?
1: Uh, the, I've, the live action ones, Peter Jackson. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I saw the first one and most of Desolation of Smog. Well,
0: uh, Sylvester McCoy was Radagast in that he was like the quirky nature guy oh. that was him so just
1: to... <laughs> yeah when it comes to hobbit movies i prefer the animated one from the 70s with orson bean doing the voice of bilbo <laughs>
0: yeah i haven't i haven't seen those ones i've just seen the live action ones so. oh,
1: oh there's only one
0: <laughs> okay <laughs> because they're because
1: <laughs> ranking them best like hey we don't need three movies three hours long each to tell this story <laughs> We need an hour and a half,
0: <laughs> yeah, but you know what I, I I love all those movies anyway that's I, I love the book I've read it several times and I love the movies and I think they've done a a great job with it I know that the the like the true followers are gonna be like a oh, little picky and whatever but you know what I think it was good so anyway, back to Doctor Who <laughs> back into time and space and we're back. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah for me what like what makes the show fun is that it's light and fun and engaging is as it's light-hearted it's not it doesn't take itself too seriously and it is not heavily focused on the fine science of it like even um Stephen Moffat had said like in you know one of the episodes like you couldn't have the lights on in a hospital when in one of the episodes the, this alien race called the Jadoon. They're basically like outer space rhinos, and they're like police. And <laughs>
1: outer space police rhinos.
0: Basically, yes. <laughs> Long
1: they, horn was, of the law.
0: Yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> so um, they had taken a uh, hospital in London up to the moon, and because they were cataloging humans, and, of course, like, it, Stephen Moffat had pointed out in an interview that, yeah, you can't have, like, lights wouldn't be on, you wouldn't have heat, you wouldn't have anything, like, it wouldn't happen, really. But this is the fun of it, this is, you know, like, they, they don't really, there there's scientific babble in, in these shows, but it's not serious stuff. Not like what you would see or hear in The Flash, like all that, the science stuff that they talk about, right? That one's a little bit more... If you could say a little bit more real, whereas this is just, you know. Science fiction. Science fiction and fun and, yeah. Um, It's it's science fiction in the way that they travel in time and space, they meet aliens, and they see, you know, the different planets. So that's where that science comes in. Um, And they don't always go where they want to, so it's not perfect. Um, They always plan to, like, they were... um, in season two, the, the Doctor and Rose were going to go to 1979 Sheffield to see the punk band in E-Injury and the Blockheads. But they end up in 1879 Scotland, meet Queen Victoria, and defeat a werewolf. Oh.
1: Huh. <laughs> While we're here. <laughs> this is interesting.
0: Yeah. So yeah, it's 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 not always perfect. It's always, you know, sometimes they get it right, and then other times it's not so much. But then this whole other adventure happens. So yeah, Yeah, it's it's uh, it's a lot of fun and keeps you on your toes. So yeah.
1: (laughs) Sounds like. Is there any way I can watch this online? Is it streaming, in or do you know? Um.
0: Um, not sure. I know, like, for me, I have it, I actually found it on, um, when I got the Crave TV subscription. Uh, It was actually on there, so I could watch it through there. I also, like, I have all the DVDs of it, so of course I can watch it through that as well. Um, but I'm not sure where else it might be. I know it was on It was on Netflix for a while, but then Netflix uh, got rid of it. So, I don't know. I don't know if it might be anywhere else. It should be somewhere, I would think, where you'd be able to watch it.
1: You would think so.
0: Yeah. Like, maybe... Um, I don't know. Maybe BBC America might be able to see it. Because I know... They have Doctor Who regularly on there, so... I don't know.
1: I'll have to look into that.
0: Yeah. I think you'd like it. I think you you really would like it. Especially... um, You might like the seasons... Like, seasons... What is it? Five? And, like, five and six? Where the story... And this is with the 11th Doctor... Um, where the stories are a little bit more complicated and a little bit more darker.
1: With Matt so you, Smith.
0: Yeah. So you, you might like, well, I think you'd enjoy it regardless of, you know. But you have to start at nine, which is season one, the 2005 one.
1: Oh, with uh, David Tennant in uh, it?
0: No, Christopher Eccleston. David uh, Tennant was season two.
1: He definitely looks like the most different of all the doctors. Christopher yeah. Eccleston is, yeah, he
0: only yeah he he was good, i really um I really liked him, but he only had just the one season contract, so when that um when that ended, then um David Tennant came on, so he only had them for the one season, but uh yeah,
1: so when does uh Nick Frost started appearing in the show is it was it during Capaldi or
0: yes, yeah, it was the Capaldi um seasons I haven't actually like I've seen uh the first season with Peter Capaldi and then a couple of his specials, but he wasn't a doctor that I really got into um it really felt like it. Like, the stories themselves were good, but the Doctor himself and the characters kind of fell a bit flat for me. Um, I couldn't really, like... You can... Every Whovian goes through... And the Whovian is a Doctor Who fan, by the way.
1: <laughs> that I knew.
0: Yeah. So, um, yeah. So every Whovian goes through the cycle of, you know, all the feels you know the doctor regenerates new person okay who is this guy i i don't know about this person and then they watch a couple of episodes and they're like okay they're good i like them this one no i i watched like their their special or the um the premiere episode which was in theaters so i got to see it on the big screen which is kind of cool um, and then continued on with it and saw the season, and I really couldn't connect this doctor. He just I think he was he was more of like a curmudgeonly professor than a quirky Gallifreyan doctor. Like he he was not really that quirky, he wasn't really that energetic, he was a little bit more curmudgeonly and always just I don't know. And he didn't really connect with the companions either. And that's kind of, for me, what makes the show is that, yeah, the story, you know, story is good, but you got to have the characters who are going to hold that up. And I don't feel like they really held it up very well. So, yeah, I didn't, I kind of gave up after that, that season and didn't really watch anymore because I just, I couldn't get into it so much. So, Yeah. That's how that went. So I have yet to see the the uh, Jodie Whittaker season. So
1: were you one of the people that were outraged by her a woman being cast as uh, a doctor?
0: No. Um. No, because the doctor is an alien. The doctor can be anything. It is a role. It's not just male or female. It is they can it's a really a roll of the dice when the doctor regenerates you don't know what they're going to be they can be a, an alien like a genuine alien they can be male they can be female they can be whatever you don't know that obviously you know we you know they've obviously gone with you know all males as being the doctor so why not female you know i'm surprised they really haven't I'm surprised they hadn't gone for it earlier, but, um, but I think it's good. And I think that, um, like I, well, I have seen the premiere episode of the of Jodie Whittaker and I think it's going to be a little bit more lighthearted, which I think is what it needs to be because I think the previous seasons got really, really dark and I think a little bit of Capaldi as well. And it was like, okay, that's all right. But you're getting away from the lighthearted and fun of Doctor Who. Which is what you saw in like season one to four. And then a little bit of five. Like where it was still that lighthearted, fun show. So yeah, I was not outraged at all. I was excited. Because it meant something completely different. A whole new... um a different perspective and then they also had the new showrunner so it's a whole fresh eyes and fresh mind of ideas and imagination so yeah I was i was really excited I I got <laughs> um, I was outraged at the people who were outraged <laughs> <laughs> and it took a lot for me not to go in and, and argue with these people and why they're being kind of ridiculous but I get it's a big change. So I can see why they would be hesitant and why they'd be, you know, maybe disappointed, but yeah. I think they just need to realize that, yeah, doctor's an alien, guys. It could be whatever. <laughs> sounds
1: like uh sounds like people in a certain Cape Crusader being cast. Mm-hmm. Or or any hero or villain for that matter.
0: Definitely. Yeah. I think that's like for this fandom we're really like I find anyway we're a really good community. Um I don't find that we're that there's sides or that there's too many disagreements at least what I see. But now it's been a lot of negativity and it's all been because of this whole new season. So, yeah. But you know, <laughs> Fandoms have to have their dark phases, I guess.
1: <laughs> why not? We had George Clooney as Batman, so why can't we have a dark age of uh, Doctor Who? Right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, about a year ago, you commissioned me to draw you a sketch from Doctor Who, The Angels.
0: Yeah, the Weeping Angel.
1: Weeping Angel. Well, what series did that one come from?
0: It came from uh season three. And it was an episode called when they first were introduced, it was an episode called Blink. And it was an episode um that was about um oh I can't remember her name. Uh, Sally Sparrow. And she was caught up in this um like she would she would investigate this this house that was really old, run down. It was kind of a condemned house. And she comes across um, a message that's written on a wall. And it was like, you know, uh, Sally Sparrow, um, don't blink. Blink or you're dead. <laughs> and then it was like, oh, and duck. And the stone gets thrown. And she's she has to, like, it kind of forces her to look out the window. And there's... an angel like a stone you know like a garden decoration and it's standing like this and um they're the the weeping angels are they're the oh there's a term for them and it's not coming to me right now but they're like this not a like they're a secret society they're this like oldest society and what they do is if you blink they will, and they touch you, they bring you into another time and you are stuck there and you basically live out your years in whatever time period you're sent to. So, um, yeah, they're, they're an interesting, uh, character and I really love them because they are so kind of creepy. And (laughs) after seeing that episode, it makes me not trust like stone statues and stuff. (laughs) <laughs> I wouldn't right especially after seeing like you know after seeing the episode and then you know I see like garden angels and stuff and and I'm just like yeah don't blink don't blink <laughs> and in later uh season I think it's like season uh season seven maybe they come back and they have... Uh, baby weeping angels so it's like the baby angel and uh so yeah that i actually i was able to find um at like a a home decor store a baby weeping angel decoration and i actually i have one in the backyard now but (laughs) but uh yeah So yeah, I really like them. I think they're uh, an interesting, and they've they've appeared several times throughout the series. And yeah, it certainly makes for an intense episode because yeah, the character is like, yeah, can't blink, don't blink, and blink, and you're you're gone. So yeah.
1: (laughs) So I'll have to find the picture that I drew for you, and I'll post it when we post the episode on the Facebook page. My
0: favorite my favorite piece of art right now, hanging up on the wall <laughs>
1: until the next one.
0: <laughs> yeah.
1: So if you had a favorite doctor, who would it be? Ten. No pun no, no. pun intended. When I said, who would it be? <laughs>
0: well, I, I, I heard what you did there. <laughs>
1: Whom would be your favorite doctor?
0: <laughs> well, uh, 10, which was played by David Tennant and he went from he went from season two to all the way to season four. and I really really enjoyed him because he he's a, he's a fan of Doctor Who himself. like he's been a fan since he was a kid. He watched um, the original series from um, like from Tom Baker who was the fourth doctor. So he watched from there on. And so for him to get that role was like a dream for him. And he really brought out that energy, that quirkiness, that also a little bit of seriousness, because there's sometimes, like, some moments where he he had his struggles and dealing with a lot of things, and... But he was still this this fun character, and... Um, Yeah, I really, really enjoyed him. I thought he was, he was excellent. So he's definitely my favorite. Uh,
1: Speaking of Tom Baker, who you just mentioned, he had a fondness. His doctor had a fondness for which sweets?
0: Jelly Babies.
1: You are correct. I'm looking up trivia while you're doing this, see if I can catch (laughs) off guard.
0: (laughs) Yes, he carried them in a white paper bag, and he would sometimes take them out of his pocket and say, Jelly Baby, and offer one and then eat one himself.
1: Awesome. What was the name of the small disc that the doctor was trapped in for four and a half billion
0: years? Small disc. Small. Okay, read that question again. Not
1: What, what was the name of the small disc that the doctor was trapped in for four and a half billion years? Oh boy. Na 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 na
0: na 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 na
1: na 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 na
0: um I feel like i'm gonna be wrong but the only disc I can think of is a DVD.
1: According to what I found, it's called the confessional dial.
0: Oh, see, that must have been from either older or like a Peter Capaldi one. Not sure. So that doesn't ring a bell, honestly.
1: That's just what it says. I cannot confirm or deny that.
0: Hmm. Yeah. Okay, you got me on that one. Yes! (laughs) I got her! Jared, one. Melissa, zero.
1: (laughs) I also have the internet in front of me, so... (laughs) You know, you could always believe everything you see on the internet.
0: Oh, yeah. Of course you can. (laughs) You know, because everything is, you know, everything's true, so... What, what else you was,
1: got? What was the name of the first ever episode? Was it episode one? The Daleks? The Beginning? An Unearthly Child? Or Rose?
0: Rose. And it's Daleks.
1: Oh, whatever.
0: <laughs> <laughs> You're not, not a European, so I'll give you that one.
1: I'm not on trial. <laughs> I'll take your word for it. It was Rose. I had to fill it in myself. It it didn't is. have to answer right in front of me.
0: And the first word the doctor ever said to Rose was run. Run? Yeah.
1: Which volcano does the doctor and his companion watch explode in season three? Pompeii. Nope. Oh,
0: wait, season, what? It says season three. The only one I can think of is from season four, and it was Pompeii.
1: It's Mount Vesuvius.
0: Yes, that would be season four with Donna Noble. Season three—that's wrong. There was no volcanoes exploding in season three. That would be four. That's
1: that's what it says.
0: Well, it's not true. No, because they had a. It was called the episode was called the Fires of Pompeii, and they travel to Pompeii and they save a family. And fun fact: Peter Capaldi is in that episode as one of the characters and he's part of the family that the doctor and Donna meet and then they save and they watch from a, a high um, cliff edge of Pompeii being obliterated by the volcano.
1: Well, look at the big brain of Melissa. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <I> watch <laughs> it for 14 years. You're bound to remember something. Did
1: you ever look up online? The, uh, Max Headroom hacking incident I told you about from Doctor Who.
0: No, I haven't looked that up yet.
1: I'm gonna send you the link. You can watch it live. Sure. It's like the weirdest thing you'll ever see. Oh, I,
0: sure.
1: I, I heard about it on uh, Tell Them Steve Dave podcast, and Doctor Who really has nothing much to do with the whole thing. To be t- in uh in concept, it's just the fact that the guy interrupted a, v- a replay of Doctor Who done in Chicago. Yeah. So this this happened back in happened back on it happened in uh, November of 1987 this guy still has not been caught wow uh, if you don't know who Max Hedrum is it might not make a whole lot of uh, sense it was an MTV show and he was used as a spokesperson for I believe Coke or Pepsi back in the 80s mm-hmm. and he's, he's shown briefly in uh Back to the Future Two. When they go back in that cafe, he's one of the waiters on the on the screens. Okay. Yeah, so that's the only thing about Doctor Who I knew besides the fact that when it debuted around the time of uh, Kennedy being assassinated.
0: Okay. the day after.
1: <laughs> I just sent you the link now. Awesome. It'll be weird. Be ready for like the weirdest thing you're ever going to see in your life. All right (laughs) So we're going to take a quick break And let Melissa watch this And we'll be back to get her commentary on it
0: Oh my god Is that dude like Kai or what?
1: I don't know (laughs) Like
0: that's I don't know if that's the weirdest thing I've ever seen, but it's, it's, um, yeah.
1: Definitely yep. the weirdest thing you've seen today.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Let's just put it that way. <laughs> uh, all righty.
1: So that's the most doctor who I've ever watched was those, like three seconds you see before it cuts in.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> and yes. it'll be 32 years this November. And that guy still has not been caught.
0: Wow, that's crazy. Yeah. You'd think they would have at some point. Like, come on. <laughs> I
1: think I think people have confessed to doing it, but they. I think nothing's been confirmed.
0: Mm. So it's just yeah, people coming forward, but not you know just oh, it was me. Yeah, okay. <laughs>
1: so if you were to pick, uh. Five or ten episodes to recommend for somebody first watching it. What would you, what would you recommend?
0: Um, well, you have to start with episode one, two thousand like nine. You cannot skip nine, only because there's a lot of like if you continue watching the series, there's a lot of stuff that they kind of go back to, and and it's like oh, so it's a, it's a lot of the small details that sometimes like you just. You remember?
1: So the continuity and, oh,
0: it connects some way.
1: The continuity. Uh,
0: yeah. So but also starting with episode one is just to get to know the character and who he is and kind of how quirky it is. Um because <laughs> it's it's really it's certainly unique and different. So yeah, episode one, certainly. Um um and then if you if you wanted to to skip a bunch of episodes, which you should just watch the, the whole season and then go forth from there. But you can watch Blink, which was from season three. Um and that's with the Weeping Angels. Um and I think it was episode three of season three. Uh, and then the specials are pretty good. Uh, the snowman, which was a Christmas special, is very funny. And it's also kind of a sad, bit of a darker story when it's with the 11th Doctor. Um, what else? Um, I don't know if I could pick a good few episodes, but you just watch season one. Watch that season. And see what you think. Is basically my advice.
1: <laughs> I've noticed just like scrolling through, looking at all the actors and actresses that have played the Doctor. Um, seems like David Tennant's really the one that's really made a left an imprint in pop culture now. Uh, I know Matt Smith has made a few appearances here and there outside of Doctor Who, but. Is, has it really only been him and David Tennant that have really made an imprint afterwards?
0: Basically, yeah. Um, the, those two definitely. I think for David Tennant, I think it really sort of launched his career um, and sort of made, made him somebody that you knew. Um, and same with, I think, Matt Smith as well. Like, not saying that they weren't in other stuff before that, but I think that really just brought them into that spotlight. And I know, like Christopher Eccleston, he would like he did his time, and then he's kind of disconnected from it. Um, don't really know why. Maybe he just, you know, didn't really want to be too much in the spotlight. So yeah, he hasn't. I don't think he's really appeared at at many conventions or whatever. Although I really haven't kind of kept track of him and what he's done since. Well, like actually, except for um, he was in. Uh, Thor: The Dark World. He was the villain. Oh, yeah.
1: Well, I haven't seen Thor: The Dark World in so long, so I wouldn't know.
0: Yeah, I can't remember his character name, but yeah, he was the he was the baddie in in that movie. Um, but that's about all I know uh, for what else he's done. But yeah, he's he's very much disconnected himself from Doctor Who. So the only two that have really, you know, they've been to cons and stuff, and obviously, you know, like. And then done other stuff after that, has been yeah David Tennant and Matt Smith. So
1: David Tennant more so than Matt Smith it seems. I know Matt Smith yeah. was was or is currently still in the Broadway run of American Psycho, or was it just in England? I know he was. I know he was Patrick Bateman in the American Psycho musical. I don't know if it was over in England or if it's over here in the states or not. Yeah, I'm not
0: sure. Yeah, but yeah, course- he's...
1: Of course David Tennant's in a uh, good omens. Yeah. Which is on the verge of getting canceled by Netflix for some reason.
0: Oh, because of religion. <laughs> but it's but I don't think Netflix is going to listen to the people who work.
1: Well, then again, it's not Netflix's show to cancel. If you've been, I've been reading those articles on Facebook the read they're protesting Netflix to cancel it. Netflix, okay, it's not our show, but we'll cancel it. Right. Which Amazon Prime, like okay, we'll cancel Stranger Things.
0: Yeah, I saw that tweet. It's like, yeah, guys, it's not on there. It's on Amazon. Whoops. Yeah, Netflix, we'll cancel it. <laughs> Whoops, yeah, <laughs> funny. <laughs>
1: Next, we'll have voodoo wanting to cancel letter Kenny, <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah, but yeah, they're that's so ridiculous. That whole protest, they're all just like having issues with it. Like, I don't know, um, don't watch it if you're friggin' snowflake, you can't handle it. I'm oh. just saying. <laughs>
1: Well, that's it's been written it's being written by Neil Gaiman so yeah I wouldn't say he's on the same level as Grant Morrison is being out there but it's Neil Gaiman's also a very unique writer in his own
0: yeah he's definitely unique and like he wrote the book Good Omens it was a book before it became obviously the the television show and um I've read a couple of his books and yeah he's very different in his writing like very Like, it's, he's got, although he he writes in, like, a humorous way, but it's also, like, an intelligent humor. And you kind of sometimes have to think about, okay, why is that funny? Oh, okay, I get why that's funny now. And so that's where that is. It's that intelligent humor, and then he also doesn't go as, yeah, like you said, doesn't go as out there as Grant Morrison. Like, where he's, like, hold my beer, I'm gonna fuck shit up. (laughs) <laughs> it's, it's gonna get even weirder than that. <laughs> but yeah, he's he's certainly up there in that quirky level. Like he, he's he's at the level of quirky and then there's Grant Morrison who's just maybe on his own planet. I don't know. <laughs>
1: right, his own galaxy. Which yeah. is okay. I enjoy Grant Morrison's writing. Yeah. But um is there anything you haven't seen on Doctor Who that you would like to see cuz I don't think you're going to get another season to what next year?
0: Yeah. Um I would like to see and this was from the uh, season 2 or wait no, uh, season 2 but season um I guess season four because it was Martha Jones and Donna and they had met, and um, they went to this planet and the Doctor, um, he he gets kind of not really forced, well, I guess he kind of does, into like he he gets like his own uh, genetics taken from him, like a part of it, and he gets a he create they create another um time lord out of that and it be- and um basically his daughter so it's the doctor's daughter and you see her like she's in that episode and then you don't see her again and they kind of set it up in a way that she could show up in other episodes cuz she kind of goes she goes off on her own adventure and we you don't see anything of her after that so i would like to see her come back um, definitely, because I think she was she was fun and and definitely like an energy and quirky, just like you know, um, just like the doctor, obviously. Um, so I would really like to see that. I think that would be great, and I would love, absolutely love to see um, Captain Jack Harkness and River Song be in an episode together. Because they're both, like, Captain Jack, he flirts with anything that moves. He'll jump into bed with anything and everything. He'll, he just, he's a great, hilarious character. And River Song is very much the same. Like, she flirts and whatever, but she's also, like, a badass. And those two in the same room, I don't know if it could handle it, because it would just blow up from awesomeness, and then all the flirting that would happen. But I would love to see that. I think that would be amazing. <laughs> also like think...
1: Captain Jack Sparrow from uh, Pirates of the Caribbean franchise.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, I would those are the, the things I would like to see. Um I would also like to see um I don't know what else, really. Um, well, actually, like, they introduced new Daleks in one of the seasons with the 11th Doctor. And they were, like, these bigger, colorful, like, they they were, like, blue and yellow and red, and they were, like, bigger Daleks. And you only saw them in that one episode. And then you don't see them again. And then we went back to the old ones. And I'm like, what? You unveiled these new guys, and then we don't see them again. So I would like to see them, these other ones, come in and cause havoc as they do so we'll see I all,
1: all primary colors call them the primary daleks
0: right <laughs> <laughs> so yeah that's what i'd like to see definitely
1: well maybe i can find it somewhere and i'll maybe start watching it whenever i get this thing they call free time i think that's what the kids call it
0: I think so. Oh my God, I All the cool kids are doing it. Yeah. Don't have
1: time for that. <laughs> Too many plates spinning. But you know what? I carve time out of my business schedule and my business time of year just for the fans to record another episode.
0: <laughs> yeah, and the fans appreciate it. So,
1: <laughs> damn well better.
0: <laughs>
1: just kidding. I love you guys. <laughs>
0: We won't we won't send a Dalek after you. It's okay. We left. Yeah, I don't
1: I don't know what they are, but I won't send them after you.
0: <laughs> well let's see if I can show you what a Dalek looks like. Um those, are those
1: giant Cylon looking things. Ooh. Yeah, it looks like a Cylon. Yeah. That's gold. That's not a primary color.
0: Well, <laughs> let me show you the new one then. Jeez. Picky. It's
1: See, not picky. This is, yeah. <laughs>
0: this is the new one. There you go. Oh.
1: I've seen those irons. Know what they're called?
0: Yeah, well, they are called adolic and they've been they've been around for years. Like they were in the original series too, and they were always that that constant enemy of the doctor always reminds me of a combination between the
1: Cylons and R2-D2. Hmm.
0: Yeah. (laughs) 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 So I also wrote a little thing about, um kind of what this show means to me and why I've been obsessed with it because in the previous no the first episode I mentioned about um you know the like Doctor Who and that's when my nerdum like shine bright um and it's because this show has basically taught me to be me to be strange to be nerdy to be weird and don't really, you know, kind of keep myself amused and others confused. That's kind of been my philosophy. And that's kind of what the doctor does. Like he's there, there was, he's this quirky person. And he's not afraid to be that he'll just, you know, he's always himself. And, um, there was an episode where the, well, when, um, the doctor and Martha first meet, and they're on the, in the hospital on the moon and they're, they just uh, defeated a, took out a jadun and, or no, it wasn't a Jadoon, it was one of their, their sort of bodyguards, I can't remember the name of them. But took them out with an x-ray machine because it was all that radiation and it ended up in the doctor's, like he kind of absorbed that so then he channeled it all the way into his shoe. And he took his shoe off and he threw it in the garbage. And um, Martha was like, um, you know, something along the lines of you're, you know, you're weird. You're you're odd, whatever. And he's like, you're right. I look daft with one shoe. He takes his other shoe off and throws it out. <laughs> and then he's like, you foot on the moon. <laughs> <laughs> so it's things like that where he's just quirky and that's where I get it from like I just you know it became one of my my first obsessions and it is you know I had never really been into anything before except for this and I was so I was it it took me a little bit really to warm up to it when I first saw it but I I loved it and I I'm still good at it or I got to the point where I could name the episode the episode number and what season it is in like and I can still do that you know, my mom. She'll ask me something, and I was like, "Oh, that was in this episode, in this season, and this happened, and that happened." And she's like, "How do you remember this?"
1: At this said, minute mark.
0: Yeah. Right. Shot on this
1: kind of film.
0: Yeah. <laughs> almost not not that detailed, but almost. And I said, I "Just I just do. I have a brain for this stuff." So. You know, if
1: it's, if it's important to you, then it matters. It's not useless trivia if it matters to you
0: exactly and and like I if it didn't matter to me I wouldn't have watched it for as long as I have so um yeah I could I can quote it for days honestly and it's just what makes the show great because there's so many excellent lines there's characters and stories and it's always you know different but you know it's it's still fun and um, and I, and I relate to the doctor the most because he's someone who looks young, but is old at the same time. And for me personally, I just like, I feel like I have a really old soul. So it's, it's that thing again, where it's like, well, I'm young, but I, I just sometimes feel, you know, older than, older than I am sometimes. And that's what, you know, the doctor, he's, he looks young, but he's really like almost a thousand years old. So
1: like a vampire.
0: Yeah. <laughs> And, you know, the doctor, he cares so deeply for everyone and he makes, you know, every effort to save them when he needs to and changes the lives of those he meets on his adventures. Um, I don't know if I change any lives, but I know I care deeply for my friends and I sometimes forget about myself, which is also what the doctor does. He'll ignore himself just to save those he cares about. And he encourages his companions to be the best version of themselves and always believes in them. And that's same with friends. So
1: You, you do that. Yeah If it wasn't for that we wouldn't have this show right now Would we?
0: No We (laughs) wouldn't So yeah It even got me through high school philosophy class Um Because you know Philosophy being very open-ended Never right or wrong answer It's all you know It's all philosophical (laughs) Ha Um there was a moment where we were given an assignment and it was talking about ethical and unethical issues. And so we were focused on ethical issues. And one of these assignments was to write about uh, like an ethical issue that you maybe had dealt with in your life or whatever and explain it. And I couldn't think of anything that I had, you know, any ethical issues I had come up with. And I was just like, no, I hadn't experienced anything. So I, I thought about it and thought about it, And then finally that light bulb came on and I was like, Oh, Dr. Who. And it was the episode with, um, Star Whale. And the, and this was with the 11th doctor and they go to, they end up on this starship UK And it is being basically run by this star whale who basically keeps it afloat and keeps it going. And um, the doctor had an issue where he had to choose between saving people on Starship UK or rendering the star whale brain dead. And in order to keep the starship traveling, because it would still go on, but but the star whale wouldn't be living, essentially. And he he really struggles with it. Like he he's, it's a constant, like, well, what do I do? Like he wants to save people, but then, you know, he doesn't want to hurt the animal. And so that was my foundation for the assignment. And I explained it and, and I, I think I got an excellent mark on it. So (laughs) that's good. Yeah. So, so yeah, Dr. Who has definitely been a, a big part of a part of my life. And, um, you know, definitely made a made a difference in it.
1: Uh, you're such a nerd.
0: I know, right? <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. Huh. Um, I did come up with some favorite moments. Right, let um, me hear them from from the from the show. So, one of my favorite one of my favorites is when there's it's, it's this episode called called School Reunion, and they um, end up in a in a school that has had issues and things and and sort of a bit alien activity and or unexplainable activity. So they they check it out, and the doctor. Um, And Rose, they disguise themselves, so they kind of blend into the environment. And the doctor becomes a teacher, and he comes into the room, and he stands at the front of the desk, and he just says, physics? (laughs) Physics, eh? He writes physics on the board, and then he's like, he throws the, the closes the pen, throws it, and he's like, physics, physics, hey! Eh? Physics, 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 And then he's like, I hope you're getting this down. <laughs> and the students are just like, what just happened? <laughs> and in that episode, um, Sarah Jane Smith makes an appearance because she, too, is curious and investigates. And the significance of her is she was a companion to Tom Baker in the, the old series. So she made the appearance and of course the doctor recognizes her and it's a really sweet reunion for them. And we also see canine who was another, um, like a robot dog to the fourth doctor. So it's a, it's a little bit of nostalgia and kind of bringing back these, these. So characters. it's a,
1: it's a different doctor recognizing somebody who worked with Tom Baker. Yeah. So, so maybe you answered it. Um, is it the exact same alien taking a different incarnation or is it the same species of alien?
0: It would be the same species of alien. Um, same, like I, um, I think I had described um, that he basically, like when the Doctor regenerates, they take on all those memories and, um, of the previous incarnation. So they still have all that. They have that recollection of of you know adventures and and things and people that they met along the way. So it's like essentially the same person, but different as they change and become, become their own person from the previous. So yeah, he has he has that that memory of Sarah Jane and when they traveled together and and uh, yeah.
1: It was gonna say almost kind of like a scroll, taking the taking the appearance or identity of somebody else, but not having that long term memory.
0: Hmm. Yeah. Um, and to, and then um, in the day of the doctor, which was the 50th anniversary special, um. Spoiler alert to anybody who hasn't seen it, but if you haven't, well, I don't know what to tell you. Go watch it. (laughs) At the end, uh, Tom Baker makes an appearance. And he's the museum curator in it. And so it was a really sweet moment because, you know, we met uh, Matt Smith's doctor. And so I remember um, when we were in the theater, mom said after that she cried. (laughs) Because she... Four is her favorite. She loves Tom Baker. And so to see him make the appearance and it was just... It was the... Uh, um, nerd feels. huvian <laughs> feels. So, yeah. It was a really, really sweet moment. And I think, you know, appropriate for the 50th. So... Um, when we first meet uh, Matt Smith's doctor, he yells at the Atraxi, this alien in the episode. Uh, he's like, who the man? After doing something, and it's, like, awkward. Like, okay, I'm never going to say that again. <laughs> um, and then in the Christmas episode, The Snowman, um, Dr. Eleven says to Strax, who is a Sontaran, um, who they, he was introduced in that whole race was introduced in um, uh, season uh, season four, I think, um, and they're this race who just loves war, and they, they just, you know, they're always battling. If they can battle, well, you know, they kind of seek honor in that, and so then Strax has become the kind of plucky comic relief, and he was this in that episode. And so 11 is like, you know, I'm the clever one. you're the potato one because <laughs> they have like these big heads and they kind of look like a potato and yeah and then Strax you know teases them and and runs away and you know the doctor continues to insult him. so it's fun that they made that that relationship and it's it's quite funny so um, and then. There's an episode, Back to School Reunion, uh, where uh, Mickey the Idiot, or Mickey Smith, who is boyfriend of Rose Tyler, is sitting in a car, and he's just, you know, he finally, he realizes, oh, I'm the Tin Dog. He's K Nine because he does all the technical stuff. He works computers and all this things, and he's kind of the go to guy for stuff. And that's what K Nine was. He would he would do all the computers and things, and he's like, I'm the Tin Dog. <laughs> And so then there's a scene where he's sitting in a car and canine keeps saying, You know, we are in a car. We are in a car. And he says it like, I don't know, maybe five times. And then Mickey's like, We're in a car. And he finally realized he can drive through the school and help out with whatever's happening because he's locked out because the school gets locked down and he's stuck outside. And so it's quite funny. And he's like, Oh we're in a car it smashes through <laughs> and then uh, the Daleks and Cybermen who are they're uh, the Cybermen are like, you know, this means war as they're talking to each other and and the Daleks are like this isn't war, this is pest control and it's like sassy Dalek right there. <laughs> and last one is strax and he always says the wrong thing he just he he's he slowly learns about human interactions and what you do and but in this one um two characters are wondering how to help the doctor and he was like i'd suggest a full frontal assault with automated laser monkeys scuttle mines and acid <laughs> and they're like no <laughs> and so he kind of pouts like a little boy like Aw, <laughs> I wanted to do that.
1: <laughs> Real <So>. acid?
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, those were my favorite moments. There's probably a lot more, but those are my... The ones that really stick out to me the most.
1: Well, it's kind of funny that Canada counted f- o- o- over 50 years of history of the show, but... How long of an absence did it take in between? Between was it Tom Baker or between the seven and nine doctors? Yeah. So how long of an absence was there in between those?
0: In between, probably because what did they they did? Because um, I think the Sylvester McCoy ended. I'm not sure when that was. It. Maybe late eighties because then it was a few years later in um mid late nineties when um they did that uh made the TV or the movie for T V. Anyway, <laughs> I'm getting my words jumbled up. Um and then it was like it was after that that there was that space. So what is that? That's, I don't know, it's a good chunk of time, really. What do you uh,
1: have? It says Sylvester McCoy. It's from 87, 89. Right. And you had the 8th Doctor, 96. And then you had John Hurt as the War Doctor. And then Ninth Doctor says
0: 2005. So that from 96 to 2005 is nine years. So, yeah, that's a good chunk of time from, you know, nine years of not really anything until the coming back. Um, so, yeah, but it's, you know, it's still been, you know, they, they still count it as, you know, years being on. And, and yeah, from 63 to now, it's been, I think it's almost, or is it 55 years now?
1: Be 56 this November. It,
0: yeah, so it's it's getting close to, you know, almost 60 years on, on television, which is incredible, really.
1: Did they do they ever give any explanation why the large time gap in between?
0: Not really. Um, I haven't really, like, I've heard lots of interviews and things and, and some, you know, your behind-the-scenes stuff, and not really. Like, they don't really explain why there was that sort of... Unless somebody out there knows um, <laughs> why there was that sort of break in between and why it was so long, um, I don't know. It might have been just the interest level at the time. Like maybe just nobody was interested in it anymore. And then okay, let's bring it back. And now you know it's got a whole new following of people, as well as the as well as those who've been watching since you know whenever they. Started from the original, so
1: get a new generation of fans going.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's it's uh yeah. It's definitely fun to watch the the older series. It's very I found like when I, I watched like the Tom Baker series and I felt like he was the only one doing actual acting. <laughs> whereas everybody else was like Cardboard cutout, really nervous and stiff, and they're just saying their lines and, you know, doing this and and the props are just, you know, kind of basically what they had at the time. But you know they're like in a studio and it's it, but it's still fun. So I can't I can't knock it too bad.
1: <laughs> as long as they have fun.
0: Exactly. That's that's the point of of the show is that it's fun. It's lighthearted don't take it too seriously and you know it's uh it's a really great show
1: so. so mindless entertainment just turn your brain off and enjoy for what an hour hour at a time
0: yep yeah. basically
1: we all need those little escapes from the real world sometimes because the real world can suck most of the time <laughs> <laughs>
0: Definitely.
1: And that's why we have these escapes in the world.
0: Yeah. That's exactly it. Yeah. And I did... One other thing. Um, I did list my favorite episode. So if you want to go watch those ones, you can. Okay. Um, It's called The Girl in the Fireplace. Um, It's one where they're on a spaceship and they're... um, they meet Madame de Pompadour, and they're they go through a fireplace, to like it's it's two um, two points in time basically connected, and they go through the fireplace and they're in um, I think it's like 16th or 17th century France, and they meet her and so that one's a that one's a really cool episode. Um, Victory of the Daleks. The 11th Doctor. He. Uh, Meets Winston Churchill, and they are. He finds out that he's using the Daleks to fight the war, <laughs> and he, Winston Churchill, is all excited about these things. And he basically shows them that, well, no, they're not, uh, not very good things. But it's actually it's quite funny to see a Dalek serve tea. It's like the most, you know, domestic thing, um. <laughs> uh, and then. An episode in season one, um, The Doctor Dances is a good one. Um, and it's set in uh, wartime England. And there's actually... This one is the second part of um, two episodes. So the first one is called The the Empty Child. And that is creepy. Um, because they have these gas-masked children. And they're going... And you see them at some points and they're like are you my mommy are you my mommy 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 and it's like oh it's creepy <laughs> but those two episodes are really good and that's also where we meet for the first time captain jack harkness who is played by john barrowman who you would know from arrow and the flash and all that. oh okay so you you know him so yeah and then blink is a good one where we first meet the Weeping Angels. And then Vincent and the Doctor, where the Doctor and Amy Pond, uh, this is Matt Smith's Doctor, um, they meet Vincent Van Gogh. And that one is a really sweet episode. Like, it's it's really, really good. So, yeah, those are my favorites.
1: I'll have to go back and write those down and give listen or give them a watch. Maybe I can find them on YouTube, those individual ones.
0: Yeah. what I'll do Take a picture and I'll send it to
1: you That works for me (laughs)
0: Love it when it works
1: (laughs) Is it user friendly?
0: Yes
1: (laughs) Sorry, somebody sent me a text message
0: That's okay I wonder Uh,
1: Who spells favorite With a U (laughs)
0: Um, I do if you have a problem with that you have a problem with me I suggest you let that marinate
1: (laughs) Kate. well I think that's going to do that for this episode
0: Um, do we have any actually I have a podcast shout out that I would like to do okay Um, because it was appropriate to Doctor Who. Um, David Tennant has a podcast. He recently started it, and, um, he's just finished, uh, his first season of it, and it's called David Tennant Does a Podcast With, and it's dot, dot, dot. In the beginning of the episodes, he'll, he'll say, David Tennant does a podcast with, and then the guest will say their name. Um... And you can find it on any platform you listen to, whether it's Spotify, um, SoundCloud, whichever you prefer. Um, he's talked to people like Catherine Tate, Kristen Ritter, Ian McKellen, which is actually my favorite of that of his uh, podcast season. It was a really, really good uh, chat that he had. Um, so I'd highly recommend that one. Um, Olivia Coleman and Tina Fey and a whole bunch bunch of other people and um it's a really really good podcast it's a casual conversation with also david asking questions and um and things like that so i would highly recommend listening to that
1: awesome and as a reminder you now can find it i want to give a special thanks to podbean for being our official podcast host uh you can find us on there, and it's a lot. Of, I haven't, I haven't swiped through the other podcasts on there yet, but I've seen a few pop up whenever I go to check on our how our show is doing. But I want to give them a special thanks for being our host. So you can always find us on Podbean. You can also find us on Facebook and Twitter at Nerd Nations Podcast. Melissa, where can they find you when they don't want to follow you on the page?
0: uh you can find me on twitter and i am at miss melissa n and it's um capital m i s s underscore capital m e l i s s a underscore n and that's how you can find me there you can also find me at the same uh same name uh miss melissa n on instagram and i post a lot of um Quirky things on there, so if you'd like to follow that, go ahead. Where can they find you, Jared?
1: Well, you can find me on the tweets and the Instagrams at QCA Mister J, a nice little reference to the Joker, uh, my favorite comic book character, if you remember that. And uh, you can also find me on the viddy space with Breaking Frequencies with Ghost Crier. I am behind the camera, uh, running the camera for them. Uh, You can also find us on Amazon Prime for that now. I believe episode two is on there now. So uh, anything else you want to add, Melissa, before we say goodbye to our fans?
0: No, I don't have anything else. I've said all I've needed to say.
1: (laughs) That's all she's got to say about that. So we're going to go ahead. Everybody's enjoyed it. Well, so far, so good. I think everybody's quite enjoyed it. And we thank everybody for listening. I hope we keep coming back for this and I hope you guys learned something today like I did. And not everybody knows every venture of nerdism. So we're gonna close out this episode like we close out every episode. We're gonna quote the great Gilbert Lowe and say, We're nerds and uh we're pretty proud of it. Thanks for listening using their gifts are theirs and theirs along.
0: And do not represent the companies they happen to work for. Thank you so much for listening, and we'll see you next time. Thanks for listening, guys.